Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, August 15th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news. All day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Senator Lindsey Graham must testify in a Georgia case related to possible criminal interference in the 2020 election. That's according to a federal judge. Fulton County DA Fawny Willis claims Graham made multiple calls to the Georgia Secretary of State's office asking it to take a second look at absentee ballots that might provide a, quote, more favorable outcome for Donald Trump. Graham had claimed he's too high-ranking to be required to testify, but the judge disagreed, citing extraordinary circumstances. Top Republicans want to see the affidavit that persuaded a federal judge to issue a warrant on Donald Trump's home. Mike Turner is the top-ranking GOP member of the House Intelligence Committee. Here he is speaking on CNN. Show us the goods. We want to know, one, what did the Department of Justice and the FBI tell the judge that they were going to find, and what did they find? Turner says he wants to know that the Justice Department had exhausted all other ways of retrieving the documents. No one is above the law. Donald Trump is not above the law, and Attorney General Garland is not above the law either. The UK has become the first country to approve Moderna's new COVID shot, which protects against the first Omicron variant as well as the original virus. Moderna's update has been described by the head of the UK's vaccine regulator as a, quote, sharpened tool against the illness. However, it's not clear whether the US will approve this particular vaccine because it doesn't guard against newer strains like BA4 and BA5, the two dominant Omicron variants that have been spreading across the globe lately. After Salman Rushdie was stabbed last week, fellow author J.K. Rowling tweeted a supportive message saying she felt, quote, very sick. A Twitter user then responded, writing, don't worry, you are next. So Rowling screenshotted the interaction and sent it to Twitter support. UK police are now investigating the threat. Brittany Griner's legal team has filed an appeal against her nine-year sentence in a Russian court for drug smuggling. This comes as the U.S. has been trying to work out a possible prisoner swap with Russia. Russian officials have previously said that Griner must pursue all legal avenues before they'll discuss an exchange. But over the weekend, a top Russian diplomat confirmed negotiations are taking place. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, how to get through that summer slog at work. About 2,000 mental health employees at Kaiser Permanente in Northern California plan to go on strike today. Their union successfully negotiated wage increases with Kaiser, but the company did not meet one of their biggest demands, provisions to beef up staffing and reduce appointment wait times. Hospitals throughout the Bay Area will be affected, but Kaiser says it has plans in place to help patients in the event of a strike. There's been a spike in threats towards law enforcement officers on social media following the FBI's search of Donald Trump's Florida home, so much so that the FBI and Department of Homeland Security have issued a bulletin warning of potential violence. At least one expert says the threats are feeling similar to those in the lead-up to the attack on the Capitol. Phil Mudd is a former CIA counterterrorism expert and now an intelligence analyst for CNN. People with AR-15s and camo are going to say, I'm going to do something about it. That's dangerous. I think we're going to see another catastrophic event. I'm not sure, but I think so. 
Why did a man from Delaware crash his car just a few hundred feet from the Supreme Court and Capitol and then take his own life? That's the question Capitol Police are trying to answer today after Richard York did just that early Sunday. Police say his car hit the barricades close to the court. Then York got out and started shooting into the air. Before the police could get to him, he shot and killed himself. With both Congress and the court on summer break, it's unclear what the 29-year-old's motives were. A beloved walrus that delighted onlookers on the piers of Oslo, Norway, has sadly been killed by authorities. Her name was Freya the Walrus. She had been the summer it girl of the Norwegian media since mid-July, with one tabloid even setting up a 24-hour live camera for her fans. But authorities say people ignored warnings to not get too close to the 1,300-pound mammal, so they had no choice but to euthanize her for the safety of the public. Rest in peace, Freya. A Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright's childhood home in Pittsburgh is now a cultural center for Black artists. The late August Wilson dreamed of such a center, and financial donations from the likes of Tyler Perry, Oprah, and Samuel L. Jackson helped bring the August Wilson African American Cultural Center to life. Denzel Washington, who produced several recent films based on Wilson plays, praised the Hill District neighborhood where Wilson both grew up and set much of his work. I want to thank the community because he's yours, you are his, and uh, just share him with the rest of us. And we, 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 I personally thank you for that. Um, would you be able to tell me your full name? Uh, ben Smith. And what do you do for a living? Uh, software development. That's our producer, Olivia, talking to people on the street about the summer slog. And um, what do you find the biggest challenges to work during the summer? Actually working. <laughs> not doing, uh, not going out to have fun. Literally just actually sitting down during the day and not having some sunlight, not taking the dog for a walk. Because summer can be tough, or at least summer at work can be. You know, sitting at your desk, working eight hours a day when the sun is out there just calling your name. And Insider's Rebecca Knight says this summer feels particularly hard. So everyone has this powerful but unnamed feeling that the world has done me wrong over these past few years and Mm -hmm. it owes me and I deserve to have a really good summer. And as we know, last year was was supposed to be it. It was the hot vac summer. We were all vaccinated and ready to ready to rumble. But that turned out to be a bust as soon as new variants arose. Um, we were going to be doing a whole bunch of revenge travel, all the pent up demand. But in fact, everyone's flights are canceled or delayed. And, and I think that we're all still just exhausted from COVID. I, and there's something to be said about this collective sense of feeling wronged. <laughs> right, exactly. We all feel this way. So When we feel frustrated at work and just stuck in our jobs, you write that one way to manage our feelings is to reframe our options. What does that mean? So exactly. You need to remember that you have options. That's one of the first steps is just thinking about ways that you know you have control over your world. Because even if your sense of control is illusory, it makes you feel better. So focus on areas where you have some ability to manage your energy and your focus. This could be that you have perhaps a flexible schedule, or maybe you have some agency in terms of the assignments that you do, or the people you work with. Maybe you only have control over your life during your after work hours, but seize that. Mm. So you write that it's also important to notice the good stuff when work gets difficult. How can we do that and how can we make it a daily habit? 
there's an exercise called the three good things rule. And that is that at the end of every day, you write down three things that went well for you, that were good. It could be that you had a nice walk with your partner or a a heart-to-heart conversation with your child. Doing that every day forces you to pay attention and realize that not everything is terrible. It's not all doom and gloom. There are good things. But creating a physical list rather than just keeping the list in your head is, is really what's key to boosting your mood. I have to admit, at first, I was like, look at the bright side. It kind of made me roll my eyes. Mm. But when, when you put it in such a concise way, make a list of three good things, I think I'm going to do that tonight. It's easy. It's, it's your gratitude journal, Rebecca. So you also make the case for looking outside yourself to be helpful, right? Yes. So research suggests there's this thing called a helper's high, Mm. and that when you have a sense of purpose and you are supporting other people, that makes you feel good. It it gets your endorphins going. So the the advice here is then just be generous with your time, offer assistance, um, mentor somebody, take the time to listen to other people. It really can make you feel better about yourself. And when do you know it's just time for you to take a break? Rebecca, we all need a break after the years <laughs> of pandemic stress that we've been enduring. I think that this summer is, in fact, a good time to say, I need to set some boundaries. I need to take some time off. August is not over. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you are getting that time to yourself and taking those days, taking those afternoons. Prioritize your health and well-being because you deserve it and you need it because the, the fourth quarter of the year is, is going to be coming soon enough. So our producer, Frank, has a question for you, and I'm going to ask it. So here at The Refresh, we work long busy, but fulfilling hours. But at the end of the day, I'm completely exhausted, too tired for hobbies or seeing friends. So it feels like work is taking up most of my life, especially this summer. Any advice for Frank and for all of us? I know you feel too tired, but you need to embrace a yes mentality. See your friends, call your friends, text with your friends. Make sure you are getting that interaction with people that you enjoy and that know you for you and appreciate and love you for you. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things that will make you feel better. But Rebecca, I hear you. The summer slump is real. And it's something that we are all that a lot of us are facing right now. Rebecca, thank you so much for talking as always. Thank you for having me. Rebecca Knight writes about careers and the workplace at Insider. Also, remember Ben from the top of the segment? He has one more piece of advice for getting through the summer slog. Just do it the minimum that your boss requires so that you can uh, skate a little bit. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Bye.